Her Voice Memos podcast is recorded on Derek land. We pay our respects to their elders past and present. Welcome to Her Voice Memos, a personal podcast documenting my thoughts as I navigate through this thing called life. My name is Bree, your host on this podcast. Every two weeks, I talk about topics that have popped up into my life, and I hope to start a conversation on the mundane things that I learn so we can all grow together. Let's get into today's episode. Hi everyone, so I'm very excited to start this podcast because a while ago, I went to a pop-up podcast workshop uh, and it was run by Steph and in that workshop I learned how to record a podcast and how to write a script and things like that and um, last year I had a new year's resolution to record a podcast and start a podcast but that never really happened so here we are it's the new year and I thought it would be the perfect time to start a podcast because this is my first episode and it's a brand new podcast I thought that I would introduce myself if you're just listening um you probably haven't met me before but if you know me in real life hello um thanks for listening and tuning in like I said in the intro of this podcast my name is Bree I am a third year university student. I am studying psychology at Macquarie University. Last semester, I was in Canada and I did a semester exchange at the University of British Columbia. Uh, So that was in Vancouver, Canada. The uni semester in Canada works a little bit different to how it works in Australia because In Australia, we start our semester in February um, and then we end our semester in like early November. In Canada, they actually start uni at around, I want to say August or September. So that was quite a change. So today's episode is all going to be about my experience abroad on my semester exchange and kind of like what I've learned and my reflections on my experience overseas. I think that this episode would be really interesting for everyone because we were one of the first, if not the first cohort to go overseas after COVID. During COVID, no one can really travel because all the borders in Australia were closed and no one could really travel in and out of the country so yeah I thought that it would be nice to document my experience and kind of and maybe give some advice um, if you're looking to go study overseas or do a semester exchange abroad Um, because yeah like I think that for people like me in our early 20s I think that um, it's really important to go out of your comfort zone and kind of explore who you are and figure out your own identity and be independent. So yeah, I hope that this episode would be helpful for you guys and insightful. So for context, I spent four months at UBC in Vancouver, Canada. So this semester went from September to December and I came back to Sydney in, I want to say, early January. So... I've also have my mom's side of the family 
in Canada. So they're Canadian. So it was nice spending time with my grandparents and my cousins because the last time I was in Canada, I was 10 years old. So it was 10 years ago. And now all my cousins um, on my mom's side have all grown up and they're all like 25, 27. So that was pretty interesting because we were talking about like adult things like working and our careers and you know living alone and moving out so that kind of adult conversation so while I was at UBC I studied three psychology subjects and those three psychology subjects counted towards my degree and at UBC full-time load is between three to five subjects I chose to do three because I've done four subjects per semester so full load at my uni and I found it kind of stressful uh, especially in psych because everyone is just super competitive but um yeah uh, I just thought that I'll just take it easy on myself and do three subjects instead of four or five and that worked out pretty well in my favor because at UBC the studies are really rigorous and the academic standards are a lot more rigorous than what I have experienced at Macquarie so yeah I'm really glad that I ended up doing three subjects instead of four and definitely not five because that would be like way too much so the three subjects I did were applied developmental psychology so learning about kids teenagers schooling that kind of thing I also did abnormal psychology which is talking about all the different diagnoses in mental health and the last subject I did was personality psychology and it talked about Freud and different personality disorders which I found really really interesting so that were the three subjects I did in UBC so for personality psychology and abnormal psychology those two subjects at UBC were approved as equivalent subjects at Macquarie so what that means is that my director of my undergrad psych degree she basically approved that if I take the two UBC units that means that I don't have to take the equivalent two subjects at Macquarie which is pretty nice so always double check if you could get equivalent credits because that just means that you don't have to repeat the same content as your uni which you know saves a lot of time and also saves a lot of money so definitely check if you could get equivalent units rather than just flexible units that contributes to your degree so there are four main things that I want to talk about in this episode so I wanted to talk about the different tertiary education system, independence, privilege, and my reflections on careers. Let's start with the tertiary education system. So I found that there were a lot of differences between the Australian tertiary education system and the Canadian tertiary education system. So in Australia, we have lectures and tutorials. So lectures are usually two or three hours long depending on the subject and they are recorded and they're also in person in a big lecture hall. You could go in person or you could watch it online. It doesn't really matter like which 
one you do as long as by the end of the week you are all caught up with the content and you also have tutorials which is more like a classroom small group situation where you have around like 20 to 25 people in a class and you have a tutor that teaches you supplementary content from your lectures. So in a week, you basically really only have to go in for your tutorials. So you could schedule your timetable on two days or three days, depending on how spread out you like it to be. At UBC, the classes are structured kind of like high school classes, I found, because you basically have the same class at the same time every week. So for developmental psych, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10 a.m., I would have developmental psych. And then from 11 to 12 on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I would have personality psych. So the lectures and the tutorials are kind of combined at UBC instead of being separated. So I found the teaching there really interactive because it's a lecture. So, you know, the lecturer or the professor is talking about the content. But at the same time, they would also ask you if you have any questions. So you can raise up your hand and you can ask a question. And generally, a lot of students there ask a lot of questions. So I would say the education there and the classes there are kind of like a mix between a lecture and a tutorial. So it's combined. And for some people, like myself, I would be pretty self-conscious about like raising my hand because in the lecture hall that we were in, so the in the classes, there would be between like 150 to 200 people in the class. So that is quite a lot of people compared to what I'm used to in the tutorial because in the tutorial in Sydney, we only have like 20 to 25 people in the class. So that was a big adjustment. Also at UBC, it's pretty common to have night classes. So I had this one class which lasted for three hours long every Thursday from, I think, six to nine or seven to nine. I can't remember. But um, yeah, like it was nighttime and especially in winter, like you would go to class and come out of class at nine and it would be dark outside and you're just like oh my god it is just oh uh, like it, it's a long long class yeah at my uni at Macquarie we don't really do night classes like you do get tutorials where you know it's like one or two hours long and I think the latest class at Macquarie is probably like six or seven p.m so you don't get like seven to nine p.m classes it's a bit weird to have night classes because no one could really concentrate and we all just want to go home. Uh, so yeah, maybe consider that when you're picking your subject and looking at the timetable. But for me, it was worth it. Instead of going in on Tuesday and Thursday, I just go in only on Thursday and I just sit through the three-hour lecture, which to me was worth it at the time. But I am not sure if it's worth it. I mean, the people in my class were worth it. The people that I met in that class were all really lovely. So that definitely made my experience a lot better than going in to, you know, one hour long classes on two different days. So now I want to move on to talking about what I learned about being independent. Before I went on exchange, I was 
very I don't want to say dependent, but I wasn't very confident in myself. So I have social anxiety, and for me, it's very hard for me to do everything by myself because of my social anxiety and because I always think about what other people would think if I do certain things. And that was pretty hard for me when I was in Sydney. But when I was at UBC, I was living in dorms. So I learned pretty quickly to be very independent and balancing uni, going to classes with meeting friends and doing the groceries, doing the housework, so doing all my chores, you know, vacuuming, mopping, cleaning the toilet, cooking washing my dishes, so that kind of thing. So when you're living with housemates or roommates, you definitely become a lot more independent because if you don't go grocery shopping, like no one's gonna go grocery shopping for you. Like you would just not have anything to eat. So you had to buy takeout, which adds up pretty quickly. So yeah, like I've learned very quickly how to cook by myself. And for me, I think that it was a really good experience because When I was back in Sydney, when I was at home, I didn't really know how to cook because my mom and my sister would always cook for me. So in that sense, I think that it's one really positive thing that came out of exchange. But I do have a caveat. So even though being independent is actually really nice because you're managing your own time and you're managing your life basically, It also comes with a lot of responsibilities. So there were two instances or situations that really, really tested my independence and my resilience. So the first one was my groceries got stolen. I think that when you're living at home, you don't really consider issues such as like stealing and stuff like that because if you have a parcel arrive um, at your apartment, you could, you know, ask your sister or your, ask your sibling or ask your parents to pick it up, put it in your room so you could come home and just open it. But when you're living in dorms, maybe it's just Canada, but I, I think it's not really a Canada issue, not a Canadian issue. It's more like a life societal issue. So basically the situation is... I feel like I need to explain the situation here. So I had a class from 6 to 9 p.m. um, And it was a Thursday. And I ordered groceries. It's called Instacart, the app. And, you know, it's pretty common to order groceries online and have it delivered to your dorm when you're a uni student. Because, you know, you sometimes you just don't have time to go grocery shopping, which is, you know, fair enough. Um, And getting groceries delivered, it's like a very efficient service. And it saves you a lot of time so you can work on your schoolwork and do other stuff. But um, this one time I ordered my groceries and I saw that the person dropped it off at the front desk. And at UBC, there's a table opposite the front desk where they just drop off your delivery. So it doesn't matter if you have like Amazon packages or like your food or groceries. Like they just kind of put it at the table and they send you through the app a picture of it to say that they've dropped it off. So this person drops it off and I saw that I had like five minutes before my class starts and I was just like, well, I don't have enough time to go down and get my groceries and then come back up because then I'll be late for my Zoom class. So I was like, okay, whatever, I'm just going to finish my class and then after class at nine, I'll just go down to 
the front desk and then I'll just grab my stuff, you know. Simple, right? Not really, because I didn't realize that not everyone is kind and not everyone is considerate of other people because my groceries basically got stolen and I had like a mental health crisis about it, which wasn't the best, but I think that was a very big learning experience for me because I learned that you are responsible for looking after your stuff. So if you have bought something, you need to go down and get it because other people would not be as nice. You know, not not all people, but some people would see this as an opportunity to, you know, steal someone else's stuff because, you know, maybe they can't afford groceries or they're just a horrible human being. I don't know. So I think that experience really taught me a lot. And the second situation that happened was I left my phone on the bus and I almost lost my phone. Basically, on your iPhone, you can set up your medical ID and you can put in your emergency contacts. So this really nice lady basically opened my phone and she looked at my lock screen. I forgot how you're supposed to like look at the medical ID without unlocking your phone, but there's a way to do it. And thank God I updated my medical ID because without that, I would have never gotten my phone back. And yeah, so basically she called my mom because my mom was in Canada at the time with my grandparents. And my mom picked up the phone a day later for me, which like, bless my mom. And bless this lady as well, because I thought that I would have lost all my pictures and everything I've been doing on exchange if I didn't get my phone back. So thank you. I think it was also a very big second life lesson because the first time I lost my groceries because it got stolen but the second time kind of reinforced how important it is to actually look after your belongings. I also want to talk about privilege because I think that we don't talk about privilege enough. I am very privileged to be living in Australia because we have access to free healthcare, we've got Medicare, we have food security, we have public transport. You know, there there are a lot of things to be grateful for and before going on exchange I wasn't really I don't wanna say ungrateful, but I wasn't I wasn't aware of the immense privilege I had living in Australia. But when I went over to Canada, I was very culture shocked. We all know that COVID has affected all the countries in different ways and especially during the Australian election there are lots of people complaining about how bad we had it in Australia and I just feel like coming back from Canada there is no way that I would say we have it bad in Australia because we definitely are very very lucky like yes we have lost jobs like every other country but our healthcare system is still functioning i'm also really really grateful that we have a private health system because in canada they only have a public system and before going on exchange i had been seeing a psychologist and a psychiatrist so i had been paying out of pocket to see my psychologist and my psychiatrist and even though it's like it's a lot of money 
at least I am getting the care that I need. And in Canada, when I first went over, the first priority for me was to find a psychiatrist because at the time I was only on medication for, I think, like three months, I think. So I haven't been on my medication for that long. So it was very important to me that I find a psychiatrist there. So I went through the student health service and they basically told me that in BC, there is a nine months wait to see a psychiatrist. For me, I waited three months to see a private psychiatrist in Sydney and I thought that that was long. And then I went over to Canada and I had to wait nine months and my exchange program was only for four months. So I was like, what the heck? Like, I couldn't believe that healthcare was basically not functioning in Canada. So I was very, very grateful when I came back to Sydney and, you know, I had my GP, I had my psychologist and my psychiatrist. Another thing with privilege that I want to talk about is the degree or the severity of social issues in Canada. Before going over to Vancouver, I didn't realize how bad the homelessness problem was in Vancouver. So in 2021, I didn't realize this, but after I went over, my cousin told me that in downtown Vancouver, there were tents set up. So they called it a tent city. Basically, there were a lot of homeless people just camping out near Chinatown. That's because of COVID and, you know, a lot of people were kicked out of their homes and, you know, people lost their jobs so they couldn't afford paying for rent. And rent is pretty comparable to Sydney rent because it's, it's just equally as expensive. And the cost of living, I would say, in Canada is even higher than in Sydney, which is like a mind-boggling idea in my head because I thought that Sydney cost of living is high enough already. In Canada, you have to pay tips and you have to pay tax on top of your bills. So basically, the price that you get on your receipt is not the full price. So every time I go pay for something, it's like even more expensive than what I thought it would be. I also want to talk about the privilege with how our society deals with people with mental illness. So I personally deal with social anxiety, generalized anxiety, and depression. And even though in Australia, there's still a stigma with mental health issues, it's not as bad as what I have experienced in Canada. In the Canadian system, the police officers are assigned to deal with people with mental health issues. So when you call 911 or 000 or whatever the emergency equivalent number is in your state or your country, it basically goes to the police. So it doesn't go to the paramedics. In Australia, when you call the emergency number, so for us it's triple zero, if it's mental health related, they send the paramedics and, you know, they're trained to deal with these type of mental health issues. In Canada and in BC in particular, they send the police. And there were two instances where they have sent the police to my dorm and they were just pounding on the door like they were trying to check up on how I was doing. There is so much stigma and there is so much I want to say fear because 
personally, like, I haven't done anything wrong, and I have historically associated the police with, you know, criminals, and, you know, people that has done something wrong. And I felt like I haven't done anything wrong, and to have the police show up at my door, in my dorm, it's very, it just, it was very, very confronting, and I don't think I could ever get that image out of my mind, and I don't think I can get that memory out of my mind, because it was very, very confronting. When I was there, I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. BPD in particular is very volatile, and I'm still trying to heal and trying to understand my mental illness. Also, the first time that the police came to my dorm, they basically said that you know, I was placed on the Mental Health Act. So basically what that means is they can take you to the hospital against your will. And that was what happened to me. In hindsight, that was what I needed at the time. But the way that they have went about doing it to me was not the most acceptable way of doing it, I think. So they let me down from my dorm to the lobby and, you know, out the dorm building and to the police car and they basically searched me which I thought you know yeah it's fine like I have been searched before in you know through airport security and stuff so you know it's like it's not that big of a deal because you know they're the police but then they told me that they were gonna handcuff me and I was like excuse me what so in BC I wasn't aware of this but basically the police officers They are allowed to handcuff you for your own safety or for their safety. And it's apparently a provincial law that in the state of BC, when police officers are transporting people to the hospital, they are required to handcuff you. So imagine being in a crisis and you're already not well. And on top of that, everyone was just like staring at you because all of a sudden you're being treated like a criminal because everyone is seeing that you are being handcuffed. And to me, like that isn't right. Like from a patient perspective, it isn't right. And from a psych student perspective, and maybe even like a future condition perspective, that isn't right. That was what I had to deal with twice. It was very disappointing to me to see that this is how people with mental illness are treated in Canada. Lastly, I just wanted to talk about the pressure that comes with being a young adult and navigating your future jobs and your future careers. I've had a very big dilemma about studying psych. Not really studying in psych, but more like working in psych in the future and working in the mental health space because I know that I struggle with my mental health a lot. And I knew that going into the field of mental health is going to be really tough on my headspace. And I knew that to work in the mental health field, you have to have very good self-care and very good boundaries, which I know I'm still working on. So yeah, that was one of my concerns of potentially working in the mental health space. So originally, my dream career 
is to become a school psychologist and that required me to do a minimum of six years of studies so you have to do in Australia anyway you have to do a three-year undergrad one-year honours and either one-year masters or two years masters so that is a very very long time to be in uni for and I wasn't sure if I was cut out for it like academically I knew that I could do it because I had been getting really good grades but mentally I don't think that I am cut out for it. I really don't think I could go through the stress and deal with the stress that comes with being in a psych degree and competing for all the limited space in honours and in masters. After I came back and having this experience overseas, I don't think it's worth it for me to work in the mental health field. It just takes too much out of me. There's this old saying that my old school counsellor used to say and he basically said like, you have to put on your oxygen mask on yourself first before you help someone else. I give so much to other people that I don't realise when I am not doing well myself until it gets to a point where I am in a crisis. I am currently not doing uni at the moment so I am taking a semester off just to digest everything that has happened in Canada and to reflect on what I want out of a future career and my job. So yeah, like I am very glad that I had this experience on exchange, even though I've had some very unfortunate situations that had came up. But I think that I've learned a lot of life lessons being overseas on my semester exchange. So I wouldn't change one thing about it. If I had one message that I want you to take away if you're still listening to this episode is that it's okay to not know if what you are studying is what you want to end up doing as a job. And it's okay to take longer than what your degree is to figure out if you think your degree is right for you. It's okay to take longer to finish your degree. It's okay to take a pause, take a break at uni take a semester off or take a year off to really understand what you want out of your life and what you want for your goals and your dreams. I hope that that makes sense and I think that's all we have time for today. So if you have enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it if you could please share this episode with your friends or share it with people which you think would be interested in this podcast episode. And please leave a review if you have time. That would really help me out because this is a brand new podcast that I am starting out. So yeah. All right. Have a lovely rest of your day. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.